Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And today we are going to do our annual over-under episode today. Uh, normally we like to do this episode a little bit before the season starts, although I feel like uh, maybe it was 2019 <laughs> we did it about halfway through the season. I, I don't know. We did, yeah. Ideally, we would do this episode before the season starts, but it's kind of fun that we uh, we didn't do the over-unders yet because we got a few fun things that happened in the first yes. week, uh, including your mean Mercedes, who we would have had no idea about. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're going to have some over-unders uh, based on uh, the goings-on of the first week of the season um, and maybe how things are going to progress uh, into October. So that'll be fun. Uh, but first, it is episode number 114, which means we're doing our 2014 debuts. So, Jeremy, who do you have for your 2014 guy? All right, Jack. Well, um, I have for my 2014 debut, uh, Kenis Vargas. Ooh, you know what? I was look- I, g- I gave him a lo- long, hard look. All right, Kenis yeah. Vargas. Yeah, I remember Kenis Vargas. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I feel like he did something at like a game you were at or something. Maybe. He, he did. So I, uh, I I went to a, a White Sox Twins doubleheader in late September of 2014, um, and it was like an impromptu doubleheader. Jeremy, I think we had been hanging out the night before, and it was raining cats and dogs. It was a Friday night, and um, the, the Sox game got canceled, and so they were going to play a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, you had something going on already, so you couldn't go. It was really short notice. So I just I went to this this Twins White Sox doubleheader by myself. It was the first baseball game I'd ever been to by myself. The first uh, sporting event I'd ever been to by myself. And uh, there were there were about three hundred people at the first game. You know, it was a Saturday. That's freaking pathetic. Like, come on, people. It's a, it's a Saturday. Like, you yes. know, nobody had anything going on at three o'clock. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I was one of about three hundred folks there. So I sat in like the. Th- the fourth row behind home plate for the first game. It was it was amazing. Uh, Adam Eaton got like thrown at, uh, and he, he yelled out "shit" or something like you know, and you could hear it. It was the type of thing that you could hear. So uh, so yeah, Kenny Vargas played in that game. I don't remember if he did anything in that doubleheader, but he did. Um, he had been red hot, and he was this big dude who looked like David Ortiz kind of like he had like the same type of build, six four, two fifty. Um, yep. You know, he he was a switch hitter, but I think he was batting from the left side most of the night. And, uh, you know, he might have, like, crushed a double or something. I was like, yeah, who is this guy? He looks like he's going to be something. He had, like, 12 home runs in, a, in about a month and a half. So I was, I was excited. I was kind of a Kenneth Vargas advocate. But then he, uh, he fizzled out pretty bad. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's that's why I wanted to pick him. He's only 30 years old. Or, no, never mind, my, my bad. Or, actually, yes, no, he's 30 years old. That's crazy. Um, but he was six foot five, two ninety, uh, according wow. to MLB or according to baseball reference. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I had to pick him after like picking Kyle blanks. Cause I kind of put them in the s- similar categories <laughs> just cause like, they were both just huge, like too big for baseball kind of, uh, guys. Um, he's kind of as far as six, five is doable, I would say, but like, I forgot what blanks was like six, eight or something, <laughs> something crazy, I think. So like, but, um, but yeah, Kenny's Vargas, like just, um, yeah, you exactly, Jack, you, you thought he was going to be something or be a guy. Um, and honestly, so he played four years with the twins from age 23 to 26, um, 35 career homers, um, 
and uh, 252 average. Um, his first year, he played 53 games, hit nine homers, and uh, two hit 274 average. Um, and even his last year, he played 78 games, 11 homers, uh, hit 253. Like that's not enough to go out um, of the league. Uh, I looked him up on on Wikipedia and. Um, he got released, I think, or um, let's see, how did he, he was a free agent after, no, let's see, he was DFA'd by the Twins after 20, in 2018, he was claimed by the Reds, um, and uh, never appeared for them, and uh, he got re, he got claimed by, off of waivers back by the Twins, um, two days later, okay, so he was only on the Reds for two days, um, reclaimed by the Twins, uh, and then was like sent to minor to the minors, and then he just elected free agency after the 2018 season. Um, he ended up going to uh, Japan and played uh, like one year of NPB. He only hit one. It says he hit 178, 179 with one homer. So he mustn't have played uh, that much in NPB, um, and uh, was not re-signed. Became a free agent. He was actually. It looks like he was. Um, he was in the Tigers organization in 2020. Um, and it was released, uh, in July of 2020, uh, which is an unfortunate time because that was right. That was like three weeks before the baseball season started. Um, so apparently he's playing in the Mexican league now, but, um, but yeah, so I guess he's not completely, I, this guy could resurface somehow, but, um, but yeah, not, not anywhere right now, uh, majors associated. Yeah, like you said, Jeremy, the numbers he had and with the Twins, it wasn't quite enough for him to like have nobody take a flyer on him. Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time, he's uh, he's not even able to make a team like the Tigers, who are in like you know serious rebuilding mode. That's true. Uh, I think part of it could be that he just he's only a DH. Yeah. So um, you know, because he he was like a first baseman too, and I think he even played first base in the second game of the doubleheader that I went to. But uh, you know, a guy who's six five, two ninety, like you're, you're not going to be able to play defense in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe maybe if thirty teams have DHs yeah. next year, he'll be able to uh, at least get get in AAA for somebody. Exactly. I think that's just what the doctor ordered for, for Kenny's Vargas, is the, <laughs> the universal DH. Um, I mean, hell, the Marlins, the the Pirates, these guys can't have a Kenny Vargas on their team. Um, I was wondering maybe it's just because he like totally crushed like the the pregame spread, you know, like, just a <laughs> six foot, six foot five to uh, like three hundred pound guy, like he could take out a whole like team spread, like um, you know, before the game started. So that could be it too. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see what uh, what happens if uh, we hear from Kenny Vargas again. Well, Jeremy, my guy, uh, actually, he's a former Cubs player, uh, okay. Steven Souza Jr. Ah, made yes, his debut course. in 2014. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Steven Souza, um, he debuted with the Washington Nationals in 2014. Yep. He had 23 at-bats for them uh, before moving on to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, he had one good year in 2017. He had 30 home runs, and he had, well, he had 239, but he had 30 homers, which is pretty solid. He sold 16 bases, but never really did anything else after that. He played in 11 games for the Cubs and hit 148. Jeremy, I, I brought this up on the podcast before because it, it sort of fascinates me. Last but Steven, week, I think you brought it up. It, was it last week? Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, cut in the middle of a doubleheader. You, there you go. I, I'm just going to over, over under on Jack bringing up Steven Souza, you know, being cut being cut in the middle of a doubleheader, you know, uh, over under at, at 9.5 9. for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, I don't that's know a, what that's a rough one. Well, there you that's go. a rough one to uh, cling to for, for Steven Souza, but it's uh, yeah, probably not his, yeah. his, his shining moment. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, also, according to Baseball Reference, nickname Sue's or Suzbot. <laughs> I don't know who the hell called him Suzbot, but I want to talk to that guy. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, and I think is he in? Uh, you got that info in front of? Is he? Yeah, I mean, I have Baseball right Reference in front of me. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not listed as being on any team. Um, His headshot is on the Astros. I wonder if that's. I, it is. It I, says twenty twenty one contract status, minor league deal. So oh, you know, yeah, it, he was in spring training with the Astros. I don't know if he's still with the organization or not. But he only okay. hit, he only hit o ninety five um, in uh, in spring training. So that's not great. That's not going to get you <laughs> on the squad on opening day. He hit, he had two hits. One was a homer. Um, not great. 13 strikeouts in 14 games. Um, so, uh, not great. Um, Steven Souza has managed to do a lot in his like kind of, um, minuscule career, I would say. Um, uh, first of all, that one year with the nationals, I don't know if you remember this, Jack, but he made, uh, he made that crazy game saving, uh, catch on Jordan Zimmerman's no hitter. It was at the last day of the season. I think it was the last day of the season, yeah. wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, made a I, crazy catch to save the I think that was that was the last out of the game too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's it's amazing that, you know, a guy who played that little could have that that big of an impact. That was almost who who made that catch uh for the Cole Hamels no hitter? Was it twenty fifteen that, that uh, one happened? Odubel Herrera. Oh, that's right. That's right. Odubel Herrera. He's he's kind of an uh, another name from the past. Um yeah, uh, Steven Souza. I feel like you know missed opportunity. They could have, um, you know, they could have called him Doctor Souza or something. You know, like Doctor <laughs> Seuss. Of course, maybe now, maybe now you wouldn't want to call him. You wouldn't want to call him that. But uh, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Steven Souza. We'll keep it. We'll keep it short and sweet with that one since I bring him up every week. But that was sure. he did debut in 2014. So yeah. So there you go, he, folks. He also just real quick. He also managed to get in several dust ups for like sliding and like taking guys out at second and third base, which was uh, a bit much. Um, yeah. Hey, the the Astros they they got rid of Marisnik, but they picked up Souza. Yeah, exactly. They need someone to be an asshole, uh, <laughs> as if they aren't hated enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there you go. Jack, real quick, another guy who was on this list was Caleb Joseph, uh, catcher for the Orioles. Yeah, sure. I remember um, Caleb Joseph. Yeah, I think, I think he's maybe still on the order. I don't even know. But, um, uh, just today I was looking, um, I'm on this, uh, I'm in a Facebook group, Jack, for like through the mail autographs where people like post their like successes or whatever. Yeah. And people like, um, yeah, you know, they send like sending out 50 envelopes. We'll see what happens, whatever. And so someone got posted something today from Caleb Joseph. Uh, apparently Caleb Joseph, he like, he sent someone back a bunch of cards and they were like kind of fucked up and he included a note and it said like, Hey there, just wanted to let you know that my house, my house recently experienced some flooding and all of my fan mail was ruined. And he's like, if you send me a card or a picture, it was probably ruined. Sorry about that. If you want to try again, uh, I'll be home at the end of the season. (laughs) And he, and someone posted a picture of his cards and like, they were like stuck together and he like peeled them apart and they were all like, ripped and stuff and he's like i tried to sign what i could and there was a couple cards with this like really crappy like bleeding like this dying marker on there with just like a little c and a j and uh it looked really crappy but people were like hey you know that was a classy move for sending your stuff back and you know explaining what happened but um it's still pretty pretty brutal i would say i'm surprised that caleb joseph gets fan mail 
You know, oh, and I, I'm, I don't mean yeah. to rip on the guy, but like he's, you know, this is just a guy who's a backup catcher. I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess when I was a little kid, I wrote a, a fan fan letter to Joe Oliver. So I, you know, yeah. I, I can see the mentality. But you know, this is a career 222 hitter who's got 32 home runs uh, spread over seven major league seasons. Well, Jack, you have no idea. You have to join this 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 group. Um, these guys write to everybody. They write to guys who like you've never heard of from like the eighties who have a baseball card. Like some guys try to get like the whole like seven hundred and ninety two sets signed by everybody, uh, minus like the dead guys. It's it's crazy. The the through the mail baseball card scene, again, it's like a sub 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 culture and it's crazy. There's guys who are like, Hey, I got uh uh, you know, uh, said Landrum or something, or like I got Rolando rooms and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like live in the fucking real world. Like, like what's like, there's <laughs> life happening around you. And you're, you're like, you got like, you know, the, the fucking 25th man of a roster from like 1986. Like it's crazy, <laughs> but these guys are, it, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, listen, we're, you know, we've exposed a lot of subcultures on this podcast and that's, that's one of them. Uh, you know, we'll have to get to one day. Well, there you go. Uh, and, and Caleb Joseph, his nickname is Kebab. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Nice. But okay. uh, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, Jeremy, I wanted to do a little follow up from last week. Yeah. Uh, it, it really tickled me when you said that the, you know, the alpha dog of the, <laughs> the stupid group you were sitting in front of. He kept yep. saying, oh, oh, it's early spring in Chicago, baby. This is how we do. This is how we do. Um, you know, because it was freezing that day. It was like 35 degrees at game time. Yes. And that's just, if you live in the Midwest, there's this stupid Midwestern sports fan thing where, like, we, I shouldn't say we because I'm not going to include us in it, but as a Midwesterner, like, you know, they take pride in um, like playing games in cold weather, it's yeah. mostly a football thing, you know. So mm-hmm. if it's a Bears or a Packers game, and they see like on the schedule that the Buccaneers are going to play a December game in Lambeau Field or Soldier Field, like, ooh, oh, like the Buccaneers are coming in December, like they're 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 really screwed. They're not going to be able to handle the cold <laughs> weather, and usually that doesn't factor in at all to yeah. the game yeah. at all. It's not a thing. And this guy who's yelling at Wrigley Field, you know, he's like, oh, it's early spring in Chicago, baby. This is how we do. Okay, look look at where all the players on the field are from, even for the Cubs. Like yeah. Anthony Rizzo from Florida, Chris Bryant from Las Vegas, Jason Hayward is from Georgia, like Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras are, uh, you know, uh, the Rico Latin American Venezuela. players. Yeah. It's like, you know, these guys fucking hate this cold weather. Yes. So, you know, no, nobody, all, the, all these baseball players, every single guy on the field is from a warm weather state. I guarantee you 95% of these guys are. They hate it. So yeah. like who, who this is how who do's like you like you know us yeah. I guess like yeah. like the fans the Chicagoans yeah uh, like, like it's just this dumb meatball sports mentality thing like and it's a midwestern thing of like yeah like we're you know a little cold weather is not going to stop us from playing but it's just dumb <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's it's just one of those things where it's like all right man keep telling yourself that it's like I would much rather go to a game where I could just sit with a t-shirt and enjoy myself and maybe drink like a water to be refreshed uh, as opposed to like I'm eating some food, I get cold or like I'm, I need to drink water like fluids with my thing, but with my food, but I'm afraid to drink it because I'm going to fucking freeze myself. So like, yeah, it's like, do you enjoy being at a cold game more or a like a nice summer game? Like, like, and, and listen, I don't like really hot either, but like I was thinking, Jack, I was like, 
man, I I don't know if I want to go to any more like cold ass games because I just don't enjoy it as much as a regular game. Um, the other thing I'll say about that is that like the joke is on the fans because the the, the athletes the athletes are actually exercising and playing they're like staying active and staying warm maybe a little less in baseball than in football but they also go to the sidelines and put like jackets on and and stuff so like (laughs) and stand in front of like this like fire cannon so like like it's like you're just sitting there like a dumbass um but like these guys are are fucking like running the bases running out like like ground balls like they're actually like exercising and staying warm and you're just sitting there like a lump so like yeah i mean enjoy it like you know uh, i guess feel as good as you want but it's it's not uh you're not really winning any victories there well hey and jeremy why stop at sports if you're gonna have that mentality you know like what if what if i just like you know went when i like at the bus stop you know one of those like you know late march (laughs) early april mornings when it's like that last snowfall of the year that really cold day and i was like yeah it's early spring in chicago baby this is how we do this is how we do people would just think i was a psycho They'd be yeah, like, they is this guy enjoying this weather? What? Yeah, they would so, push you in front of the bus. Yeah, but. so there you, uh, there you go, Jeremy. Yeah, I just, had to, I just had to follow up with that. If you grew <laughs> up in the Midwest and you grew up watching sports, you are aware of that mentality. It's always, yeah. it's always been there, um, and I'm sure it's not a thing you know, in other parts of the country, maybe in like the New York and like the upper, upper East Coast. But you know, just, had to, just had to point it out, point it out because I don't think it's something we've talked about on here yet. <laughs> No, no, no. True. But it is. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing in the Midwest. Um, so, Jack, it's been the first week of baseball. Uh, it's been exciting. I, I've been enjoying it, watching a lot of baseball as much as I can. I've been enjoying the Cubs being um, playing at normal times and the White Sox being on the West Coast and being able to catch both games. Um, so a couple like just highlights from uh, the week, I would say. Number one. So Trevor Williams made his debut for the Cubs and um this story came out earlier on in spring training, but his dad is like, um, I don't know if he lives in the area or what, but he's a, he grew up a huge Cubs fan and um, he worked at the stadium, I guess. And he's just like a big Cubs fan. And so like, uh, you know, obviously it was like a, you know, a dream come true for his, for Trevor Williams to sign with the uh, Cubs. And so Trevor Williams debuted at home the other day and uh, pitched a great game. Um, and uh, they kept showing his dad and like his dad was it was a really cool, heartwarming story. I, you know, we should we probably should do our best, Jack, to include some like positive, heartwarming stories uh, just to counterbalance some of the vitriol that we spew a lot of times. Um, so I'll, I'll take the I'll, I'll take that grenade today. Um, but uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was really like heartwarming to see like um, his dad was just like super into it. But what was cool about it was his dad was keeping score. Oh, nice. Uh, too. And so, like, it was really cool. Like, like Trevor Williams would, like, strike out a guy to end the inning, and they'd cut to the family. And, like, his two other sons were there, and they were, like, celebrating, like, high-fiving. But his dad, like, immediately would just bend down, like, like, like lean over and, like, write it down in the scorecard and then, like, give high-fives or whatever. And so, like, that mentality of, like, the, the scorekeeper, like, putting in the score in first and then celebrating, like, was, was pretty cool to see. Um yeah. Yeah, and Jeremy, the the question I would have is in his box score on his scorecard is is the is Trevor Williams is he listed as Williams uh, in his dad's like scorecard in the pitcher's column or did he write Trevor? Yeah, right. You know, or, I wonder. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Like, cause it's like you know, like that. That's just a uh, if you know if my dad was scoring a game I was pitching in, would he write Swakowski or would he just write write Jack? I don't you, know. You got you got to go formal, I think. Yeah, um, I do. I do. I, I that's that's what I would do. 
Um, he, you know, they, you can't just, yeah. They did show us a, a close-up of his scorecard on the broadcast, and he wrote, like, first game of the season. Uh, nice. Like his, hit, like, his first game of the season. So, that reminded me, Jack, I know you 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 kind of keep little notes like that in the in your scorecard, too. Um, we haven't really talked about it uh, on the podcast, but... Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I try to keep notes, uh, on mine too. And it's like a, a notable thing. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I, that was really, uh, that was, that was a, a warm fuzzy moment, uh, for, for the beginning of the season. Um, this Jack, I don't think you saw, but this would not be a warm and fuzzy moment for you, but, um, I believe it was Monday night, uh, in the Cubs game, uh, Wilson Contreras and Javi Baez hit homers in the same inning against the Brewers, Jack. <laughs> And uh, I, I I tweeted that that was the Jack special. Um, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so I have to imagine you probably didn't like that one. Uh, too well much, well but. Jeremy, uh, I will say that the you know and, and we can get into this a little bit later sure. in the over unders. But hey, the Brewers, I guess they got Wilson Contreras back a little bit though. Like or they you sure. know they the, they got theirs. They got the team back, the whole team. Yeah, I would say. Yeah 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 yeah. So they uh, they got theirs um, as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I was saying to you, Jeremy, uh, during you know the the whole brouhaha that happened a couple nights ago, like uh, like uh, like Avisail Garcia and Javi Baez were just talking to one of the umpires. Like Avisail Garcia doesn't give a shit about anybody on the Brewers, man. Like this guy <laughs> yeah. doesn't care. Like he, you yeah. know, he's not going to get involved in this brawl. It's dumb. Um, but yeah, I uh, you know uh, we can get into the brawl stuff later. But yeah, that's a, that's a Jack special right there, Baez and Contreras. I really would I would have loved to be to have been at that game for sure <laughs> for sure um to, sp- to speak to that how the brewers ended up getting the cubs back i think they got like two hits the rest of the friggin' series i feel <laughs> but um but uh and i think in that one that game where the cubs did get one hit uh the marquee network did like some kind of um like moment of joy it was called like just like a you know special moment of from the game and they showed like they're like and so our moment of joy today uh, during the seventh inning stretch, Ron Santo sang the national anthem, and they or the uh, the seventh inning stretch, and they they showed uh, the video of him singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and it's like that was the moment of joy for the game. Like there was th- that game was so bad that the one that the, the rest of the games were so bad that the moment of joy from one of those games was was a video of Ron Santo singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." So that was pretty that was pretty sad. Um, <laughs> another real quick tidbit about Marquee Network, Jack. They're they're um, they have a they have a commercial lampooning the fact that they had that they wore suits last year. Um, really? They, yeah, actually, a couple uh, times they've they've kind of made references to it, and I almost feel it's a it's a passive shot at Len Casper a little bit um, because people Ooh. were hypothesizing that he might have left the Cubs because he didn't want to wear the jacket <laughs> or wear could, the could suit. Could you describe? Yeah, could you yeah. describe the commercial for yeah. me? Yeah, so it's um, uh, Boog Shambi is like putting on this like really gaudy like blue and red checkered uh blazer uh-huh. and he's like trying it on and he's showing jim deshays and he's like what do you think jd look pretty good and then like jd like shakes his head and he's like yeah i don't think i can pull it off or something like that and then he like comes out of the dressing room with just like a a, a fleece on and then he's like much better or something and jd like you know <laughs> gives a thumbs up and then like they're like they they say like marquee network like no more suits this year or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's really just like there's no even like nuance to it. It's just like oh suits are dumb. Like uh okay no more suits. We're not gonna do any more suits this year. Don't worry. Don't you worry. You know. So 
Well, the the entire thing was preposterous last year because yeah. they they had the announcers at the ballpark, but there there were no fans. Um, yes. It's it's a little bit silly to have announcers dressed in suits for baseball games anyway. I can see why they do it for basketball um, because they're they're on the sidelines and you know the fans can actually see them. Even sure. that's a little dumb though. Well, and the but, players uh, have to wear suits like they, the players have the dress code like too, so that's a that's a thing, you know. So right. You know. Yeah, right, right. Like on the yeah on the sideline for basketball. Yeah, um, and like you know most of the time the coaches wear suits too, which which they went away from this year in college basketball. Uh, they mostly just wore like uh, khakis and you know the a uh, uh, shirt from the their whatever school they were at. But um, yeah, it, it was an absurdity because you know the the season was played in August and September. Um, you know, so you got hundred degree games in August, and you're making these announcers wear suits. And I don't yeah. even think that they wore suits in the years pr- prior, did they? I never, I don't remember Len Casper ever wearing a suit oh, no, in no, any year but 2020. No, that's the whole thing is like that. It's like, this is where the marquee, it's a new marquee network, new thing. Let's, our thing is going to be our broadcasters wear suits. And it's like, why? Like, I get like the old school, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to harken back to, uh, you know, the time where, where guys would sit in the stands um, you know, in their, in their shirt sleeves, like, and, you know, in their like, you know, business suit wear or whatever, which is like, I, I don't know if that was a better time in baseball. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know if that was the, the thing, but like, yeah, it was, um, you know, uh, it, it was absurd. It was absurd. No one liked it. They got roundly like roasted on, on Twitter for it. Um, they do have another camp. Their, their big campaign is like marquee network. We get it. And it's like they're they have this other commercial where it's like we get that you care about the Cubs and like there's heartbreak and and lovable losers and all that and like all this like Cubs stuff like they just are completely paying lip service to like the Cubs fans saying like we get it uh, we we get that you want to you don't want your 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 you, you know your uh, broadcasters in suits like they even mention it there too um, they show like a tweet or something where someone says like what are they wearing suits for and and. So they try to like they try to do damage control and and whoever they hired for the voiceover like was poorly directed and I almost feel like it it sounds kind of like um like uh what's the word like it's like it sounds like they're kind of like making fun of the fans and like even though they're trying to sound sincere like there's a snarky tone to the uh to the voiceover a little bit and so like yeah I don't know it's 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 a mess. Um, but, uh, I, you know, they had so many years to get it right and they just fucked it up and they're now they've been doing damage control. I feel like it's going to take another year to like get it right basically. So well, it's just crazy. You know, it, it was a bad first year for the marquee network, Jeremy. I mean, yes. they, uh, they, people were mad that the Cubs were leaving WGN and we're not going to be on WGN anymore. And, you know, even the Steve Goodman song, it's like, you can catch it all on WGN. The Cubs have been on WGN forever. Yeah. Um, so people were mad about that. They were mad that, that like a deal didn't get reached with most, uh, like, I, I think it happened at the 11th hour, but it seemed for a long time, people weren't sure if like their cable package was even going to carry the marquee yep. network yep. or if they were going to have to pay extra for the marquee network. And people were pissed about that. Like, you know, the Cubs having been on WGN for, you know, years and years, like I got WGN up in Milwaukee. And now you're telling yeah. me that all of a sudden, like I have to pay to watch Cubs games. And I've never had to do that before. So yeah. people were pissed about that. And then, you know, Tom Ricketts was like, why are you booing? You know, so they, yeah. they got that too. That's just like, a, that's just sort of a, a tack on to the other point. But like, um, so, you know, you got that and then you had the guys wearing suits 
And then you had, you know, we'll go over this a little bit more later, but you had incidents with the announcers, um, you know, or the guest announcers um, making some controversy. And then Len Casper left, which was just like, you know, that was like going nuclear. Yep. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, it was just everything. It was everything. And now, now they're at, like these commercials, it sounds like a massive mea culpa. Um, but it just seems like they also listen to a lot of bad suggestions like, oh yeah, people are going to love it if we just bring former players into the booth, uh, you know, often, like, let's just bring, let's just bring everybody and let's get Mark Grace back. People love these guys, you know? And then they're like, yeah, people would think it would be really cool if somebody wore suits. Like, what if we all, you know, what if we had everybody wear suits? Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and it's like, they just said yes to all this stuff without really thinking what the implications of it would be. Well, uh, yeah, yeah and, it, and none of it worked. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I I think that it was just some bonehead, like, executive who's like, well, they should be in suits. Like, <laughs> okay, great. Um, Yeah, the uh, and I don't know what I don't know what Gracie's status is for the Cubs, but fucking Ryan Dempster was out there uh, this past week uh, as the third man in the booth for a couple of the games. Um, you so. know, and it, that, that's so unfortunate, Jeremy, because wh- why did you get Boog, Shambi? Yes. Why did you fork over all that money for that guy? Um, if you're just going to put Ryan Dempster up here and like, you know, fuck with their mojo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll take him over grace for sure, but it's like, they don't need any of them. Um, and so hopefully they'll, um, hopefully they'll figure out maybe that I, well, I don't even know. Honestly, I think that they want Deshays to leave so Dempster can take over uh color guy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope that, um, they uh that's probably what i should have said to uh ricketts is like don't don't mess with jd and whoever and and boog like they're gonna be great like um you know but but whatever um so so yeah we'll see we'll see how that continues on um uh but uh early early signs are like uh have still like left me with some uh you know a raised eyebrow i guess but um so two real quick things jack number one um i want to i want to give a quick shout out to, to my wife uh molly who won uh, her fantasy uh who won the her uh, march madness pool uh this this year yeah that uh, that was uh good she, yeah she picked baylor right she had baylor she had a lot of uh underdogs um so uh you know uh, uh i think that helps <laughs> you know sometimes when you're not uh, thinking too much about uh, the, you know, the the weight of the schedule and the three point shooting and all that stuff. Um, so, so she ended up winning that. So uh, I was I was pretty pretty happy with that. Good. It was a good uh, day in the household this past Monday uh, when, or yeah, this past Monday when the uh, final game happened. Uh, so just wanted to acknowledge that for the listeners, uh, so they know. Um, but uh, but we got that. And then Jack, I have an update on the uh, Chris Bryant uh, baseball card shop. Oh my god! Uh, situation. Okay, Jeremy. All right, what happened? Uh, did not see, have not seen him yet. Have not seen old KB again. But I've gone into the card shop a couple times. Um, apparently, I had just missed him um, on. Uh, it must have been the. It must have been Tuesday. It must have been the day. Um, I think they played a night game Tuesday. Uh-huh. Or actually they played a night game Monday, I think even. Um apparently Chris Bryant got went in there before hitting the stadium, I guess. Um and if Chris Bryant wasn't off to a good start, I would be a little concerned with how he's spending his extracurricular time. Um uh, <laughs> although I suppose there's worse ways than just fucking nerding out at a card shop. Um but um but he's been in there uh several times, I guess since then. The owner of the card shop, Jack uh, Chris Bryant gave him um, 
his jersey that he he wore the day that he hit the first homer of the season. I for, or his first homer of the season. I forgot when he hit that. Maybe like Saturday, I think, or something. Uh-huh. So he gave him the fucking jersey and signed it, and then inscribed it like first homer, like you know, for uh, like April fifth, twenty one. Uh, first homer of the season and gave it to this fucking guy. That's so, pretty fucking cool, man. So he, and he, he busted it out and he showed me and it's fucking awesome. Uh, and apparently then I came in the other day and he gave him like some cleats he wore during the world series. Um, Jesus. It's crazy. Like this guy has like a, a bromance going with Chris Bryant. Um, so I was talking to him and he said, uh, yeah, you know, I had him sign a couple cards and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, man, I, 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 I you know, one of my customers gave me one to sign. So if you want, if you want me to, if you want to drop off a card, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see if he can sign it. And so I, I went in yesterday and I dropped off a card for him to sign. So we'll, I'll, I'll, there'll be another update. Uh, hopefully if, if I do get that thing signed. So, um, I'm excited about uh, that and maybe I'll bump into him again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I think I know what I would say to him, uh, Jeremy, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably bring up, uh, the fact that we saw his debut in 2015, I talk about that game. You know, yeah, that probably means something to him, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, like obviously being at uh, Game Six of the NLCS. That's right. Actually, the card I had him sign was um, it's a, it's like a Tops Now card, which like they make them for special moments, and it was like the moment that he got like the first, like he drove in the first runs of that game uh, against the Dodgers. And uh, there's a card of that, so I, I want him to sign that card. That's what I gave. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like being at that debut was uh, really cool, and like we talked about it on a previous episode. But it was never quieter in the stadium than that at bat. No, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, either that, Jeremy, or I'd I'd, I'd bring up that uh, that overblown article from I think it was this winter where he talked about how he wasn't having fun playing baseball anymore, and I would just say, Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> No, I wouldn't say that. But uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's that's awesome, though. Um, yeah, Jeremy, I, I do hope you you run into him sometime. It's it's weird that Chris Bryant is such a card uh, junkie, but it's also he must live not too far from this neighborhood if if this is the card shop he's going to. I don't I don't know. Like someone, so someone was talking to him. Uh, someone was talking to the owner when I was in there. He's like, oh, he, he comes in here. Like someone goes like, does he live in the neighborhood? As if like. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, maybe I'll run into Chris Bryant when I'm walking my dog or something. It's like, yeah. I don't know about that, buddy. But um, he goes, the guy, the, the owner goes like, no, 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 he's more of a downtown guy. Oh. And I don't know if he was saying that. It almost, the way he said it almost seemed like he was like covering for Chris Bryant. Like maybe Chris Bryant lives above from this card shop. I don't fucking know. Like, it's <laughs> a, you know, like maybe he lives on the fucking corner in like an apartment building or something. Like that was almost the vibe I got. But it's like, I mean, maybe he does live around here. I he goes like he's more of a downtown guy, so I don't know. I don't know. Oh God, I would I would believe it. Ari- Arietta, Jake Arietta lived in lived in our neighborhood. I think he lived in Ravenswood. Maybe mm-hmm. he lives here again. Uh, hashtag I'll help him pack. <laughs> right, exactly. I was wondering that because he he would go into uh, this little breakfast uh, diner at the corner uh, where I used to live, and uh, um, that diner is actually closed now. So uh, is it? Yeah, they're 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 going out of business, or they went out of business, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, so we'll have to find a new place to go. But, um, <laughs> um but yeah. all right, Jeremy, should we, should we get to our over-unders? Let's do it. Let's do it, Jack. All right. So let's just, uh, we got a little list of him here. Let's just go down the list. Uh, let's start with the Cubs. So we have, we have over-unders for the Cubs, White Sox, and Brewers. Then for the, uh, league, 
in general, a few rookie-related things, and then a few podcast-related uh, over-unders as well, yeah. which we'll get to last because those are always the most fun. Um, okay, yeah, let's start with the Cubs. The first one we have here is uh, over-under on Cubs Brewers Brawls for the rest yeah. of the year. The over-under is 0. .5. Um, Jeremy, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, the over on that one. I'm going to say there's going to be at least one more this year. Well, I mean, so there wasn't like, I mean, and I'm saying like all out brawl, like not just benches clearing, like, so there's been a lot brewing the, you know, uh, uh, in recent years, um, between the Cubs and the, and the Brewers. And, um, this past, uh, week, uh, Wilson Contreras and Javi Baez were both hit, uh, Wilson Contreras was hit again. Actually, I do want to talk about this really quick because this was really funny, actually. Um, so so it was like, I think that was game two or game three of this. Do you remember what, what game that was of the series? Um, it was game two that he was hit. Uh, okay. Well, he was hit, yeah, he was hitting games one and two, I believe. Okay, two was the bench, the bench is clear, yeah. though. Um, so the funny thing about that was that, so he got buzzed the first game and he got hit in the helmet, actually, which was mm-hmm. not cool. And, um, our rain delay theater's own Jack Swakowski said, uh, I don't blame Wilson Contreras for being upset about that one. No, which, I, I, we have the text message evidence from that one. Yes. And if, 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 um, spoiler alert, if cub, if comp, like last year, if compliments to Baez or Contreras by Jack o- over under was on this list, that would have counted <laughs> as a com- I would have counted that as a compliment. Um, but, uh, but, um, so anyway, uh, so then, yeah, so Contreras got hit. The bench is cleared. Um, and it looked it, it looked close, like it was going to be a, a brawl. Uh, the guy who hit him was Brad Boxberger, who's on the Brewers now somehow. Yeah, but good the old funny, Box Bradberger. Yeah, exactly. But the the funny thing about it is that Boxberger wasn't even on the team or in the stadium th- when he got hit the first time. And so I almost think like Wilson Contreras initially was pissed and then re- maybe realized that like, oh, this guy has so this guy has the least amount of things to do with this whole thing. <laughs> like he was not on the team. He was at the alternate site. Like he had nothing like nothing to do with, with Wilson Contreras getting hit previously or any of the previous times and like. He's he wasn't even a Brewer last year. It's like he has he has less skin in the game than than Abacel Garcia as a Brewer. Um, and so it was just funny that he was almost the one who got like you know like charged because he hit Wilson Contreras. So it was just a melee. It was kind of funny. I was saying that to my wife when it happened and kind of laughing. And then Jim Deshays actually called that out. He was a he's like Boxberger's like I wasn't even here yesterday. Um, <laughs> so it was really funny. Uh, but anyway, things have been brewing over like like bubbling over the last couple of years and. I don't know, Jack. There, there's plenty of games left against the two teams, and I, I think this might be the year that there's a brawl. I don't know. So I'm, yeah, I'm taking I, the over also. No, that, that's a that's a good call, Jeremy. Yeah, the big thing with the Contreras uh, being hit that second time in the series was that in, in six of his last 11 games, the Brewers had hit him. So that's it's definitely a thing now. Yeah. Um, you know, whether Boxberger did it on purpose or not, yeah, I doubt it because, you know, like you said, he that was his first day with the team. But... Um, yeah, I, uh, I I agree, Jeremy. That's a good call for the over. Yep. All right. Uh, so then we have um, combined games with the Cubs. Uh, combined games played for the Cubs this year. Uh, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Um, we set it at two hundred and ten games combined. So, um, will Chris Bryant and, and Anthony Rizzo play a combined two hundred and ten games for the Cubs this year? Basically, what we're trying to say is both guys are. Um, <clears throat> Uh, contracts are up at the end of the year. Uh, Rizzo didn't get extended and doesn't seem to be wanting to talk to the Cubs about 
contract stuff anymore now that the year started. He gave an opening day deadline, and, and the Cubs couldn't get it done. Um, you know, I'm not sure why they would want to get a deal done with the face of their franchise and everything, um, but uh, they didn't. Um, so he's, I don't know, at this point, it seems like he might be gone uh, uh, next year, which is which really sucks as a Cubs fan. Um, I think of any of the guys on the team that I want them to keep, it's, it's Rizzo just because he's the face of this franchise. Um, so you start to think, will the Cubs, if they're not in contention, will they trade any of these guys away? So 210 combined uh, games played this year for Bryant and Rizzo. Jack, what do you think? Um, I'm going to take the over on that, actually. So so you figure the All-Star game is about 90 games into the season. Um, yeah. uh, and that, actually, the deadline would be even a little bit more than that. The deadline would probably be about 100-plus games. Is the deadline on July 30th, July 31st again this year? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good question, Jack, because um, yeah. I'm having trouble keeping track of all the rules that they have this year. I, I, Jack, I legitimately didn't know that they did that stupid runner at second base. Uh, in that Me series. neither. Yeah, they, yeah. So they they continued that, huh? Yeah, they did. I, I yeah, I legit didn't know that, and uh, I didn't want to admit that because I I should know the rules of of baseball. I think, um, but I I didn't know that one that they uh, continued. I, I thought that the players like just hated that rule so much that they weren't going to do it again. Yeah, um, it I don't understand. I don't understand why they're why they're doing it this year um i mean you know it was understandable last year because yeah. everything was on the table but that that's the one rule they should have gotten rid of right i know i know i would almost rather i would rather have the universal dh than that rule it's it, it's fucking sucks I, I hate them both honestly but uh but it's stupid i think J- jim deshaies mentioned it and i don't know if this is the official reason but like because there's concern about players a pitcher's health um going from a 60 game season to a 162 game season that maybe you want to save some arms by doing that again. Um, but it's fucking sucks, man. And yeah. So anyway, I hate it. Anyway. Um, I think that the, the deadline, I was going off of the deadline being July 31st and I did some research and it's right around 105 games, uh, that like a regular player is, is at around July 31st. So that's Perfect. where I got to two ten. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's fantastic. Well, uh, okay. Assuming that it's, it's July 31st, I'm going to take the over on it. Um, okay. I think that Bryant um, may, unless the Cubs are in contention and they just say we're not going to get enough enough for these guys to justify trading them, I think Bryant is the one who would get traded. I yeah. don't see them trading Rizzo. Um, I think the yeah. fan base would just be apoplectic. Um, you oh. know, they might as well, uh, you know, they might as well make fans wear suits into the stadium <laughs> if they're gonna if they're gonna trade Rizzo. Like yeah. that, that would go over about as well as trading Anthony Rizzo. Yep. So, um, yeah, it, it's got to be the over. I, I don't think they're going to trade Rizzo regardless of whether or not he walks. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, I'm also going to take the over, um, but uh, and I hope I'm I hope I'm hope right uh, because, um, yeah, it's bleak. But I think it's I think it's worth mentioning, you know? It's worth it throwing is. out there. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, you, you figure, yeah, you figure that only one of them um, has to stay with the team the whole year that, you know, um, but... Uh, but yeah, if they both get if the Cubs are out of contention and they don't think they're going to resign them, they could trade both of them, and uh, it would it would be fucking it would suck as a Cubs fan. But um, but yeah, so there you go. Um, all right, uh, we have um, <clears throat> Jake Arrieta uh, over under on ERA wins and strikeouts. We have the over unders set at four thirty five ERA, nine wins, and one hundred fifty Ks. 
It's a low bar for for Jake Arrieta. Actually, you know what's sad, what's sad is it's not. It's not really a low bar. Um, I thought uh, okay. maybe the wins was the wins was like I'm like I I put it up to ten at one point, but I'm like eh, you know I don't know. You know. I'm gonna take the over for all of them. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over on all those. All right. Um. It's a good. This is a good one. Um. I'm going to take the over on uh, strikeouts. And I'm going to take, oh, man, nine under nine. I should have made it nine and a half. Um, damn. I'll take the over on wins and, and strikeouts, but the, the under, oh, wow, look at me, the homer I am. <laughs> and I'll, I'll take the over on, on wins and strikeouts and the under on ERA. So there you go. So, uh, Jeremy, though, I, I guess I should clarify. When we say we're taking the under on ERA, oh, yeah. does that mean we're, he, he, we think his ERA is going to be under 435 or, like, better than – or, like, over 435? I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be lower than yep. 435. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, so that's what I meant. I think his ERA is going to be lower than 435. Um, yeah, the wins thing, uh, oh, okay. I, I can't – yeah, I can't see him having just eight wins – um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. But this is all assuming he's going to be healthy. He, it right. seems like it seems right. like he gets injured. He's well, been injured a lot the last few years. So I didn't that, even realize that they said on the broadcast today because he pitched today that he he's ended his last three seasons, all three seasons with the Phillies. He ended prematurely with injuries. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Yeah. So no, yeah. neither did I. That was a great yeah great contract um, by the <laughs> Phillies there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> perfect. Uh, wonderful. So uh, we have Nico Horner. Um, games played, uh, 81. That's a, okay. So this is a tough one, Jeremy. Um, yeah. Uh, this is more, yeah. this is more born out of my frustration about fucking yep. Nico Horner not being on the team, but, uh, let's ride it out while we, while we can. You know, I, I feel like so many things can happen, um, that I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the under on this one. Okay. Yeah. I could, I could, I could easily uh, see a stink scenario where with, uh, you know, maybe a late call-up and maybe an injury or something, he only plays like 60 or 70 games. So I'm going to take the under on Nico Horner for this one. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I, I I think you might be right, Jack, uh, with the way things are going. Um, <laughs> hell, hell, Ian Happ can't even crack the lineup uh, these days because they they have to fucking start Jake Marisnik once a series, which don't get me fucking started on that. Um I'm I'm gonna take the over and be optimistic. Also, to to try to pick a different one than you, Jack, because this doesn't make it interesting here. But um, I hope that it's over. It should fucking be over. David Bodie should not be starting on a fucking contending team. Neither should fucking Jake Marisnik. When you keep fucking over Ian Happ every year, <laughs> um, uh, and Nico Horner is like the new Ian Happ. Nico Horner is going to be the number two guy on, or well, Ian Happ is going to be the number two guy on your team. I don't know how this turned into Ian Happ here, but like these guys are going to be the number two and three guys on your team in the future. I thought Rizzo was going to be number one. I think, I think if Rizzo walks, I think they'll resign Baez. So whatever, however it shakes down, Happ and Horner are going to be your number two and three guys on your team going like in the future. And they just keep fucking them. So like it's it's a, it's frustrating. I'm gonna take the over and hope for the best. All right, I like it. Um, now we got your boy. Our next two are gonna involve <laughs> you know your favorite player on the Cubs, Jack Peterson. Yeah. Uh, his his yeah. average. Um, so Jack Peterson's average over under 220. Ooh, Jeremy, I hate to say it, but I, I'm gonna pick the under on that one. Uh, I think he's gonna hit like <laughs> I think he's gonna hit about 217 or something, if that. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take the under for that one. 
two twenty is a good number there. Um, I'll say that his uh, hot spring has not translated so far <laughs> to the to the to the regular season as he's hitting uh, 095. Um, got his first homer yesterday, uh, first hit yesterday, which was a homer, and managed to get a hit today too. So he's got two hits on the year. Um, two twenty is uh, is a tough one. Um, I mean, what's what is he a career hitter? Like, is he in? Is he like a two forty career hitter? Maybe. Oh man, I don't even. Really that, that might even be generous. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, yeah, yeah Jack Peterson is a uh, two twenty nine career hitter. Ugh, man. Um, well, he can hit two twenty one and go over. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say over on that one. Um, I'm really turning into a Cubs fucking homer here, aren't I? Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over on that one um, and uh, hope for the best. <laughs> Just like okay. I did Nico Horner, yeah. Okay, okay, right on. Um, I like it. Uh, and, yeah, so we also have uh, uh, Jack Peterson train wreck postgame interviews, 1.5. Well, Jeremy, what we said so uh, is, is that, you know, it, it's a good thing when Jack Peterson is being interviewed – because that means he did well in the game. Yeah. Um, so, ooh, I'm going to also pick the under for this one, too. Because I don't think he's going to have enough games. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have enough games where he's the star where they're going sure. to interview him. Sure. Well, just I'm going to say uh, I'm going to take the over, Jack, uh, on this one. Because how could you how could there not be at least two of these train wreck interviews? Um, <laughs> because it seems like every time they interview him, it's a train wreck. So yes. it's like he just has to be interviewed twice. Um, and you guarantee train wreck. Um, but I'm also going to take into consideration like locker room interviews and, uh, like at the podium, like, you know, post game interviews as well. So I'm putting all that in there as well. Um, but the, the, the kind of same things hold true that it's like probably maybe a locker room could be like a, a down one if he makes like a bad error or something. But I could also see him just like bumbling into that one through through that interview as well. So I'm uh, I'm taking the over on that one. All right, I, I like it, Jeremy. Um, let's hope so. Will that give us something to laugh about? Um, the la- the last one is marquee announcer incidents. Uh, <laughs> is that is that one point five? Um, uh, so I'm I'm gonna say they're gonna they've, they're trying to really clean things up. So I'm actually going to take the the under on this one as well um, yeah. because they they may have gotten rid of Gracie. So right. I don't know I don't know who else is. I mean you know Dempster is just uh, he's a little tiresome, but I don't see him uh, you know I don't see him saying anything real controversial. Um, you know Boog is a total pro. JD is funny. Um, so you know really looking at uh, you know the the people in the studio. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under uh, for that one. Um, okay, that sounds fair. Um, <clears throat> I I'm I'm inclined to we we've kind of disagreed on the last couple, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go under on this one as well. Um, I think like I could see one slipping through, slipping past the goalie there, but um, you know I think that uh, I think that they're gonna be on high alert this year and shut down any um, other ones. The one thing I'll say is that they have so many goddamn guys like in the mix. For um, like post game stuff, like Carlos Pena, uh, Mike Mike Sweeney, like Doug Glanville, like all these guys are like in the mix, and so like it's a lot of guys to fuck up, you know, just just yes. one time, and so it could happen, but um, I'm gonna take the under as well. And Carlos Pena, he played for the Cubs for like one year. What's yeah. he doing? What's he doing yeah. in the? What's he doing in the booth? 
Um, yeah, Jeremy, who was that? You know, this was a, a <clears throat> Chicago thing recently, though. I don't know if you saw it was in the news. Who was that? He, he was a longtime Chicago newscaster. I think as he was a sports guy. And he told uh, one of the anchors on this show that she would like she would be she would be good at playing the ditzy character on a TV show, and they got fired. Did you read about that? Um, was he? No, I don't. Okay. I think that's escaping me. But um, I'm gonna have to <clears throat> Google this. This just just recently uh, happened. Is he currently uh, in Chicago? Uh, uh, let me see here. I'm gonna look it up. Um, oh yeah, Mark G and Greco. Wait, he got fired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened? Yep. Yeah, so he got fired on March 12th. Um, so yeah, what? <laughs> I wonder if uh, I can find. Oh yeah, okay. So it says uh, his dismissal followed a complaint by ABC Seven News anchor Cheryl Burton that Gian Greco, Gian Greco referred to her on the air as someone who could play the ditzy, combative interior decorator on a hypothetical do-it-yourself show. So uh, yeah, wow. he got fu- he got fired for his, uh, uh, calling a, calling one of his coworkers a ditzy on the air, which is kind of shitty for him. I mean, what like what the? I'm not shitty for him. Shitty to say, like, yeah. you know, are you really gonna call somebody a, a ditz? Like what you know, what the hell's your problem? You can't and you can't say that in 2021. <laughs> um, so yeah, he got canceled as fuck. I didn't know. I have no clue who the guy was. But uh, I guess yeah. he was a long, a long time Chicago uh, yeah. uh, sports anchor. No, well, Jack, yeah, growing up in Chicago, I mean, Gene Greco is a legend. Um, He's kind of most known for, I mean, and he said something recently, to, like within the last couple of years, I think that got, he's, he's had a couple, uh, a couple of those comments, I think that he's kind of gotten, um, uh, in trouble for in recent years. Um, so it seemed like only a matter of time, but, um, his, he's kind of known, obviously a longtime sports guy. Um, but, uh, in Chicago, yeah, he's, he's beloved, uh, in Chicago, I would say. Um, and, uh, but he's also known for him and, um. Janet Davies do um, uh, the New Year's Eve countdown every year, and they always like kiss at midnight, and like they're like always drunk um, by the end of it, and like they uh-huh. like kiss like a little too long, and they're both like you know they're not married to each other, they're like married I think separately, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's like a thing, and it's like kind of awkward and like weird, and like it's like in that office party where like you know there's like that weird connection between these two people or something. So, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I had not heard that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, Hey, he's looking for work. So maybe Marquis will pick him up, you know? <laughs> well, yes, he sounds right up there. Uh, he sounds like Marquis, uh, uh, caliber. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, that's a, yeah, that, that is a big one for, for local Chicago news. Um, but uh, if you're not from Chicago, you don't know who the hell this guy is. So. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like Lance Allen from Milwaukee. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to the White Sox here. We got we got just a couple for the White Sox. Um, uh, White Sox pitcher DL stints crotch. Uh, uh, is it is it crochet? It's crochet. Yeah, yeah there you go. Keep calling him crotch. Combined DL stints for Garrett Crochet and and Michael Kopech. Uh, we got it at two point five, Jack. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to take the under on this one only because I think, you know, they're both going to just get hurt for the whole year and one in one injury. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. just going to be two um, for like the whole season. So I'm going to take the under mm. on that one. Okay. That's, that's, that's one way to, to hit the under for sure. Um, I'm taking the over on that one. So like, yeah, like call us both, um, you know, pessimists. Like yeah. I was going to say beams of optimism, um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean like, Man, I fear crochet, and especially now they're like starting him. Like they're, I don't know how Tony Larusa is using him, but um, 
he's like pitching multiple and he's like almost like long relief or something. But, um, and Kopech, Kopech has looked lights out, but of course he's Michael Kopech. Um, and, uh, crochet had an injury came out of the, um, uh, NL or ALDS series last year too. So I fear that both of these guys are just ticking time bombs waiting to, to hit the DL. So I have the over cause I don't think, I think we could lose, we could lose crochet to Tommy John, but uh, Kopech might have a couple stints here and there. So I got the over on this one. Jack. You see the thing where uh, Don Cooper was last year. He talked about Michael Kopech and he was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, he's really having some mental problems. Like, I hope he's okay. It's like, why don't you <laughs> stop broadcasting this guy's business all over the place, man? The yeah. fuck? Yeah. Does, are there HIPAA orders between pitching coaches and, and pitchers? <laughs> uh, because that's a, that's a violation. Um, yeah, maybe that's another reason why Don Cooper got fired. I, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But he's, you know, Don Cooper is very sad. Very sad he's not with the Sox anymore. He gave an interview about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this okay. guy's seeing things. He's talking to people. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this guy. <laughs> what is it? What was it he said on the score? The rule is like the that. The rule that... is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, Eloy, Eloy Jimenez, uh, over under games played 15. That's oof. Yeah, talk about uh, talk about pessimism. Uh, I'm going to yeah. take the over on this one. Okay. I think that he's going to play at least 30 games. So I'm going to take the over on it. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah. I mean, hope, hoping. Um, they said five to, like, I think there was some like belief that it was going to be that five to six was uh, months was a was um, an overestimate. And then after he got the surgery, they're like, yep, five to six weeks or five to six months. And um, <laughs> it's like, ugh, OK, well, I guess we're back. I mean, so that puts him at doesn't that put him at the beginning of uh, September to come back? Right. Five to six months. Yeah. 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 I mean, I always say baseball. So yeah, it's about six months. So oof, yeah, that would be about the beginning of September, yeah. um, which so. could give him 30 games. You yep. know, it could. It could. Um, we could maybe, uh, I mean, yeah, we should have made a, we, should we just say right now regular season games on that one? Yeah, I, I was going to say that, that that's okay. more what I was thinking. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, 15 regular season games um, was what I was shooting for, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, 15 is a tough number because I could see him even hitting 20 and, and you know, still making the over. So, um yeah, I kind of got the over on that one too. Um, if we would have set this at maybe like twenty-two, I would maybe say under. But uh, fifteen, I, I'm going to go over on that one. Nice, uh, I, I like it. So both both overs for uh, that one. Very good. Uh, okay, so here's a good one. Uh, <laughs> times Tony Larusa blames himself for a White Sox loss, what, like him throwing himself under the bus for a what, White Sox loss. What was this spurned by, Jack? Okay. Oh, it was burned by the game last night. Okay. I don't know if you if you read any of his interviews. So uh, so so anyway, it's it's four point five. So uh, uh, you know, will he or will he not blame himself at least five times for a loss? He was, uh, and, and now that means I gotta I gotta be uh, I gotta read the White Sox articles every morning to to see. <laughs> but he um, yeah. So I think he left the pitcher was Matt Foster. Yeah. And you know he 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 did a Dusty Baker last night where he just left this guy in way longer than he should have um and the Sox you know the Sox lost to the Mariners um in a game they probably shouldn't have lost I think they were up four to one at that point uh when Foster uh took a dump and so um uh yeah Tony La Russa was like uh yeah that was just that was on me like I just completely mismanaged that like you know I gotta I gotta do better <laughs> um so he basically threw himself under the bus for that loss yeah. and I was like well you know I wonder I wonder how many more times he's going to do that this year. So I would say 
Um, I'm, I'm going to take the over on this one, Jeremy. I'm going to say it's going to be at least six. He's going <laughs> to six times that he's going to blame himself. You know, he's not a humble guy, but yeah. uh, you know, he's also. Um, you know, he's he's also not maybe doesn't have all his marbles anymore. <laughs> I thought that's what you're. I was saying he, he might be losing it a little bit. So yes. So yeah, um, that's an interesting one, Jack. Well, so so I saw that one on the list, Jack, and I I hadn't heard that story yet. So I just want to make sure other people heard that because that's a story that I don't think it really gets out there nationally. So um, right. So yeah. So that's uh that's a good one. I and I did yeah I heard it after um after I see, saw that um I actually think that David Ross um said something similar about leaving uh trevor williams in too long uh this this week as well he he like let him go out there um yeah he did say it because because trevor williams got through six and then he came out for the seventh and like put the first two guys on base and ross was like yeah i should have taken him out i knew he was tired and i i i just made the wrong choice there or something so that's kind of weird um (laughs) i'm gonna go under on this one jack just because um it's just like i even though managers do that a lot they they usually don't call it out like that um and i know the anomaly that there's been two in the city of chicago already in week one of the baseball season but uh but yeah i'm gonna go um under on that one perfect just just for like sheer odds you know absolutely and and honestly i think you're gonna end up being right um uh but i uh, i like it i like that he i like that he did it to be to begin with um yeah. Okay, Larusa. To follow up with Larusa here, uh, sleep sobriety incidents at uh, at point five. So is, is there or is there not going to be one this year? Oh, well, Jeremy, let, if yeah, go ahead. Let, let's just uh, let me let me clarify this one a little bit. I mean, it, I don't know if anyone is out there watching any Tony Larusa post game press conferences. Maybe it's because they're on the West Coast, but like, good God, and like I'm. You know, I'm not trying to be ageist. I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a opposed to it uh, when it when it's Tony La Russa because he's an asshole. Um, but I'm not even trying to like make a joke here about like, oh, he's so old he can't manage the team. It's like the guy looks like he's like fucking nodding off in the post game press conferences. Like his eyes are like, I mean, he looks like he might have just got you know he's he's out driving in Arizona too. Um, like, <laughs> by the way, he looks his eyes are like like just like look like they're like you know have weights tied to him like his his uh, his uh, eyelids. He's like just like kind of lethargic. He looks like he looks like, you know, if you ever like, you know, been hanging out at grandpa's house, um, you know, towards the end of the night and he's like falling asleep and it's like, all right, everyone, let we got to go. Let, let grandpa get his rest. It's like, how is this guy managing a goddamn baseball team, a contending baseball team? And like he looks like he's falling asleep in his postgame press conferences. So like so and then, of course, we know about his sobriety incidents uh, pulled, pulled over a couple of times. Um, so we, we, we got the over under set at 0.5, um, sleep or sobriety, uh, uh, you know, uh, losing those uh, sorts of things, uh, incidents for the year. So, okay, uh, Jeremy, I'm going to pick. So first, well, first of all, uh, Tony La Russa is 78 and you met, ma- you mentioned, you know, Jeremy, it was, it was like being at, at grandpa's house towards the end of the night when grandpa's nodding off. I, I don't think either one of my grandparents lived to be 78, Um, you're either one of my, uh, uh, grandfathers. So like, you know, he's, uh, Tony LaRusso's old. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, you say you're not a, you know, you're not being an ageist, but I think that we can all just agree that like 78 is objectively old to be managing it. 78 is objectively old. It's objectively, it's also objectively old to be managing, um, 
a major league baseball team. Yeah, or being the president, right? Yeah, or, well, yeah. There you go. There you go. Or, or yeah. being the president, right? Hey, there's nothing wrong with making it to 78. That's awesome. That's like a long. That's a long life you've had if you've made it to 78. That's great. But you know, maybe you you know you probably uh, should not be managing a, a major league baseball team that's tra- that's traveling three months out of the year uh, and is is playing baseball games until 11 p.m. at night. Yeah. Um, and you know, there, there's the pressure of, you know, all of these millions of dollars and millions of fans watching at home. It's a lot, it's a lot to handle. Um, uh, but Hey, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I'm going to say it's going to be, uh, over just, just because I want to see, I want to see some type of incident. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I want to see Tony LaRusso get popped for a DUI because I don't want to see that happen to anybody. But yeah. if that happened, if something like that happened, uh, this town would explode. So that yes. would be pretty. That would be pretty interesting. Uh, I wonder in what way it would explode on what side of that argument, but um, <laughs> with, with White Sox fans. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not looking for a DUI either. But I think this guy could fall asleep during two post game press conferences, is what I'm saying, or fall asleep on the bench. That's what he looks like. And and yeah, <laughs> I mean, and like, yeah, of course, not like like more power to you for making it that far and and having your your wits about you enough to to. You know, 78 is not even old to just be a person, but like, why do you have to be managing a fucking baseball team at 78? Like, why, why would you even want to do that? Why don't you just want to sit home and enjoy your life and enjoy your retirement? Like, that's what you work your whole life for. Um, and this guy's like managing the fucking White Sox who have a lot of pressure on them this year to be a contending team. It just, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why you would want to do that at that age when you can just, when you're rich and you can just live the life you want like it's and, so crazy and in his own words he's a he's a hall of fame baseball person bro <laughs> he doesn't have anything else to prove in major league no. baseball he's in the hall of fame yeah 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 i don't know i don't know um so so yeah it's weird uh so yeah i'm gonna take uh i'm taking the over on that one jack so wait do you have the over on that too I, I do yeah i have the over on that you can take the over too jeremy okay we'll, we'll both yeah all right, yeah. If I, you think I, you, sh- if you think you want to, this guy's gonna fall asleep during after a game. I know <laughs> it. I know it. I know it. At least once. So there you go. All right. Uh, all right. You, we got your uh, your mean Mercedes um, uh, over under three hundred batting average. Uh, I like that, Jeremy. I'm gonna take the uh, I, I'm gonna take the over. No, you know what? Fuck that. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the under on this one. This guy's he's not gonna hit three hundred. He might he might not hit two eighty. Um, it'll be right. an interesting. It'll be an interesting fall from grace. I mentioned this to you over text, but he he reminds me a lot of Jesus Aguilar. Aguilar's a little tall, taller than him. Uh, Mercedes is is only five eleven, but he's like two forty five, two fifty. He's a mm-hmm. huge dude, um, and he's been crushing balls as we speak. He's hitting about five sixty through the yep. team's first seven or eight games. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's been crazy this year. But I think eventually the league's going to figure him out, and uh, you know I think he's only going to hit about two eighty. So I'm gonna take the under on this one. Yeah, I mean, so your mean, uh, your mean Mercedes has come out of nowhere. He's won over the the hearts uh, of White Sox fans. Um, he was up to at the time that we we made this, and and for uh, full transparency, we we started this at 280, um, and we bumped it up to 300 just to make it a little more interesting. Um, but um, at the time that I that I came up with this one, he was hitting 600. He, yeah, he's at 556 right now. Um, I probably like, I don't know, 18 for 24 or 18 for 30, whatever. I don't know. Um, 
34 or something. Yeah. Yeah. 27. He has 27 at bats and 15 hits. So he's 15 wow. for 27. Okay. Um, through the first week of the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, if he comes, he's going to come down to earth. If he comes down to earth, there's no way he can hit 300. There's no way. I mean, yeah. Like the 280 is a good one. Cause like, I feel like, you know, that's, I still think he's not going to hit 280 even like you, you, what are the odds that he would hit 280? It's, it's, it's preposterous <laughs> that he would even hit that much. So like, it's just, it's, he's got to come down to earth. This is a total, like uh Tommy LaStella, Derek Dietrich combined home runs thing. This is a trap question. I'm going under on this one too. I'm not going to get fooled. I'm All right. I, I like it, Jeremy. Yeah. The only, the only people who are getting fooled is the, the whole White Sox fan base. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, the hubris yes. that, that they're showing right now for this yeah. guy. He's been a good story. It's yes. a good story so far. He was like eight for eight to start the season, yep. which was which was a lot of fun. But that's part of the reason he's hitting five hundred is because those eight those eight straight hits are, are still carrying him. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. And yeah, talk about a guy who's a uh, like just built to be a DH. Um, yes. uh, okay, so let's. I love it. Let's go to the Brewers. Um, we'll do these real quick here. Corbin Burns, sort of similar to what we're doing with Arietta. The over under. Uh, three ERA, 15 wins, and 190 strikeouts. So I am going to take the uh, the the under on the ERA. So I think his ERA is going to be under three. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the under. He's he's pitched really well so far. So I'm going to take the under on ERA. Um, uh, wins. I'm uh, I'm going to take the under on 15 wins as well. So I don't think he's going to get 15 wins. I don't. I think Burns this year is going to be one of those pitchers who always pitches well and the team just does not hit for him. Sure. So I'm going to say under under in wins and then uh, in strikeouts. I am going to say over. I think he's going to strike out like 195. Um. Okay. That's fair. Um. I'm trying to pull up what his current uh, stats are right now. Because I, I think he pitched. He might have pitched today. He did, yeah. Yeah, I and I think he. he I don't think he gave up any runs. Um, he's got a yeah. I did he give up runs his first? He's got a 073 RA currently through twelve and a third innings. Yeah, I think that's like yeah, what one run in twelve innings or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, the guy could. To have a sub three RA would be pretty pretty wild. Um, in a whole in a in a you know full 162 game season, I, I'm gonna go over on the ERA. I'm gonna go under on the wins, and I'm gonna go over on the Ks. All right. Um, because I think um I think he could still have a great season by and hit the over on the ERA. Wins is gonna be a tough one because just wins are kind of a dumb stat like when your bullpen can blow the game for you um and k's i think you know i think as part of his dominance uh i I think he's gonna have a great year and be be a good pitcher so uh but uh three is a is a that's a that's like next level stuff so i'm not sure if he's there quite yet so i'm gonna go um over under over on that I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, yeah, Jeremy, this next one is going to be interesting here. I got I got a few things to say <laughs> about it. So I got Daniel Robertson at uh, 200 at-bats over under. So the, the, the reason this came up was I was watching the game. Uh, I think it was yesterday. It was that game that went extra innings for Brewers and Cubs. And, like, Daniel Robertson was, like, you know, he was coming up to the plate in a, in a key situation for the Brewers. Um and if we go back to our old friend Bagel Boss, 
Jeremy, the Bagel Boss Guy. <laughs> Folks, if you've never seen this clip, just Google Bagel Boss Guy. It's on there. But Bagel Boss Guy has this quote where, uh, where he says, uh, Oh, so it's okay for women to say you're under five feet? I think you should die? That's okay? Um, and what, what I, what I, what I saw, thought when I saw Daniel Robertson um, on there is, you know, I, I thought, Oh, so it's okay for David Stearns to say we're trying to win, but he's playing Daniel Robertson? That's okay? Um, so yeah, like it's it's just it's okay. Like Daniel Robertson should not be on this team. Hey, I understand that everybody on this team, um, you know, is not going to be an All Star, but it would be nice if everybody on this major league team belonged in the major leagues. Uh, so yeah, Daniel Robertson over under two hundred at bats. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. under two hundred at bats. But here here's the thing, Jeremy. If he, Daniel Robertson gets over two hundred at bats. Uh, in the 2022 season, uh, I, I, I will let we will go to a game at Miller Park or American, uh, you know, tr- uh, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I will wear a Javi Baez jersey to a <laughs> to a non Brewers Cubs game at a Brewers home game. Um, <laughs> if if Daniel Robertson gets over 200 bats, I'm going to make that bet for you, Jeremy. Uh <laughs> This is this is folks uh, mark this down. We're um, yes. like an hour or twelve minutes into this podcast. Don't do not forget this one, Jack. Did you say to a non Brewers yeah, Cubs so they, game? Like to, so, um, I mean, if if it happens to be <laughs> Brewers Cubs, cool. But if it's just a Brewers, if it's just a Brewers home game, if it's like you know Brewers versus Padres, I'll still I'll be that guy who wears a, a Javi Baez jersey to a, a like just a game where the Cubs aren't even playing. <laughs> it's almost better that way. Isn't it is. It, it is. Yeah. 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 Because I yeah I was uh you know I was taking the bus up north, uh on Clark Street like through Clark Street when the when that Cubs game was getting out on Sunday and it was like Cubs Pirates and there was just some guy walking with a Cardinals jersey on of like course. he was clear he was clearly coming from the game and it's like oh yeah that that's what a Cardinals fan would do so um yeah I will I will do that if Daniel Robertson gets over two hundred at bats I will wear a Javi Baez jersey to a Brewers home game, um that that is awesome, um I'm trying to think I think I have. Do I do I have a bias jersey? I mean, I I got my my I have a bias jersey like real jersey, Jack. So if if you oh, want to, yeah, I was gonna say because I, I just I didn't want to spend the money on a hobby right. bias jersey. But if you have a real one and you and you'd let me wear it, I would uh I w- I will wear that to the I, uh, and yeah. it'll be worth it for you, Jeremy, to see that. Yes, the indignity of of wearing it in itself should be enough. I don't you know you don't have to spend thirty forty bucks on a t shirt. <laughs> uh, I'm never gonna want to wear that one again. I'll tell exa- you that. Exactly. So, um, so I'll, I'll even let you wear my Jersey. Um, so, uh, that's an interesting one. So, um, well, Jesus Christ, Jack, I mean, in, given those stakes, I have to take the over, I was going to take the under, but like with so much on the line, like I have to take the over and just root my heart out for that. And maybe, you know, try to like take out, uh, uh, Luis Urias or something or, uh, um, Keston or uh, what's his name? Wong, uh, Colton Wong, yeah. Colton Wong, like, um, to try to get Daniel Robertson some PT because we gotta we gotta make this happen. And hey, Jeremy, um, I, yeah. I just sweetened the pot too. I actually changed it from at bats to plate appearances, so he doesn't oh. even need to. Yeah, he doesn't even need to get two hundred official at bats. It could be two hundred plate appearances. If Daniel Robertson is getting two hundred plate appearances in a season for the Brewers, that's a fucking disgrace. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, um, if you want to make a similar one for uh, Jake Merznick, uh, maybe, maybe we can talk. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. So next one we have um, Keston Hira 
Uh, trips to the minor leagues at uh, 0.5, Jack. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over on that one. He's gonna get he'll get he's gonna get sent down this year. Um, he's he's only hitting he's one for 23 right now. Uh, poor yeah, poor Kess Daddy. Um, I think I don't know. Maybe playing first base is fucking with his head. I don't know. Um, like maybe it's just too much for him to think about. But like the guy's got a hole in his bat right now. Um, yeah, yeah. he's one one for 23. Uh, it's not looking good so far for him. So I think he's going to get sent to the minors or the alternate site or whatever they're doing. Um, you know, sooner sooner rather than later. I would say before June first, but definitely over point five. I, uh, so Jack, I mean, like, so Kesson here is a guy who I, you know, followed since he got drafted. Um, I believe he's Asian descent. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I try, you know, as an Asian guy myself, I, 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 I follow the the Asian players and, and root for them. Um, but I had him on my fantasy team, and I and I kept him. Um, I think I kept him from 2019 to 2020. But I, I had to let him go this year, Jack, because the guy just strikes out so much and like. I didn't. I actually wasn't even aware of his like defensive shortcomings, and I'm kind of glad I don't have him on my team because he would be driving me nuts. Um, uh, you know, I was going to draft Jack Peterson, and same. I was thinking the same thing today. It's like I'd, I'd hate the guy if he was on my fantasy team. Um, so I just um, it's it, it's rough. However, all that being said, Jack, I don't I don't know. I don't know if they're going to send him down to the minors. I I guess he's definitely ripe ripe to do that rife to do that whatever like um because i'm sure he still has some options left uh so it wouldn't be that big of a deal for them to send him down but i just i i think like they're gonna try to make it work however possible so i'm gonna say under on that i'm gonna say okay. they don't send okay. him down. well ho- hopefully you're right because that'll mean he's, he's playing a little bit better yeah. um all right i like it okay last one for the brewers here christian yelich over under 30 homers uh, Jeremy, I'm taking the under on that one. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to hit 30 home runs this year. He's not off to a very. I mean, he doesn't have any home runs yet. You know that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But uh, yeah, I just. I think this is the year he's not. He's not going to hit 30. I was wondering, um, like, because uh, you know, so the the story was like Baez and Yelich and so many other guys around the league didn't get to watch video last year and it hurt their performance. Um, and Baez has looked bad at times, but I think Baez has two homers this year so far. Um, I think he, he hit one today. He at least has one. I think he has two though. Um, but, uh, so it's not, I guess it's not affecting Baez as much as maybe Yelich, but, um, uh, 30s definitely seems doable for Yelich. Even if he has an off year, I almost feel so like mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over <laughs> on that one. Um, but, but I see why you, I see why you're picking the under and I could, I, I can see why, you know, I could see it happening, but I'm, I'm just going to go on uh, recent uh, recent success and say the over for Yelich for that one. I like it. Uh, well, yeah, again, I, ho- I hope you're right, Jeremy. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so um, I'm thinking high 20s. I'm thinking high 20s for Yelich. Okay. All, right. Uh, all right, we got the uh, we got the league. We're gonna do general league. Let's uh, let's 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 blow through these, Jeremy, like we're uh, like we're fucking um, Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser here. <laughs> sure. Um, all right, so we got st- uh, so for the Yankees, um, we got Stanton and Judge combined home runs versus Voigt and uh, DJ Luke Voigt and DJ LeMahieu combined home runs. So who yeah. will have the more homers uh, between those <laughs> pairs of guys? Jeremy, yeah. I'm going Voigt and DJ here. Uh, oh man, uh, this, is a, this is definitely a troll uh, question a little yeah. bit just to see if if Stanton and Judge are going to stay active. Judge has two, I, th- I think, or maybe Stanton has two. One of them has two. Uh, Voigt is on the DL. 
and they're saying he's not going to play till May, which I didn't I didn't realize that uh, when I made this uh, prop. Um, and DJ LeMahieu has zero homers so far, so it's not looking good for that side. No, um, but that's if why you're taking... Jay Bruce is playing first for the Yankees, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so <laughs> I was actually even going to throw in like a third guy on the Voight LeMahieu side, right. but um, but you know the 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 writing is on the wall here. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Stanton and Judge because I I there I do hold out hope that um that uh you know they'll stay healthy um for one of these years. So I'm gonna say the uh. I'm going to say Stanton Judge for this okay, one. Okay, I like it. Um, yeah. uh, Soto, Juan Soto, another Juan Soto mention. Look at us. Um, yep. I was uh, going to put Juan Soto mentions for the season. <laughs> I figured that yeah, might be yeah. too hard to keep track of. You're right, and, or, or just too, uh, it's never going to happen. Um, uh, but Juan Soto, uh, hit, over under hits 185. Jeremy, I'm going to take the under for this one. The reason okay. for that is uh, Soto walks so much. That I okay. feel like sometimes it's hard for those guys who you know who just get on base by walks to get to get over 200 hits. So um, you know I'm gonna and 185 is pretty close to that. So I'm gonna say the under. I'm gonna say slightly under that, but still with a pretty high average and a good OBP because he walks so much. <clears throat> okay, fair enough, fair enough. I the this this question was uh, spurn uh, spurn because um, uh, spurred because. Uh, we were gonna do some bets uh, on like FanDuel or, or DraftKings or whatever. Um, Jack wanted to bet Corbin Burns to win the Cy Young, and he was getting forty to one odds at, at one point. His odds, those odds actually went down uh, to like twenty five to one or something by uh-huh. the time. I should have taken that bet. Yeah, maybe, but like, um, so I bet my my forty to one odds was for Soto to win the batting title, uh, to to win the not the hit title, uh, the hit, hit crown. Um, so um, I mean, honestly, it'll get it'll take more than one eighty five probably to to win the hit crown uh, the hit title in um in the national league but i threw in a bet i threw five dollars down on that bet so nice. um at 40 to one uh that would be pretty nice if he could win that and it's like he's juan soto it's not out of the question that he could lead the league in hits but uh he, he hasn't yet but um uh so i'll take the over on that one just because i have a, a rooting interest a, a financial interest in this one i got some skin in the game uh so um i'm gonna take the over on that one on 185 hits all soto. right excellent um, we got Royals wins, 89.5. Jeremy, uh, I got to have some balls because I did choose them to, uh, to, you know, to be a wild card team. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to pick the over on that one. I think they're going to have 90, 90 plus wins. Wow. Uh, it's not looking that great right now because I think they're like <laughs> three and four or something. But, you know, they haven't gotten off to a great start. But I'm still going to take the over. Why not? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you know, I saw that and I was thinking like, man, that's, uh, you know, like, you know, that's, that's a lot of wins. It's like a commitment there to say that they're going to get 90 wins. So I, I think they're going to be good. You made me a believer, Jack, but not, not that much of a, a believer. So I'm going, I'm taking the under on that one. Okay, perfect. Um, we have Trevor Bauer wins uh, 17 over or under. Um, uh, oh man, the Dodgers are really good. Um, but I am going to take uh, the under on it. I think he's going to get 16 wins, but not 17. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know if this is going to turn into a story or not, Jack. But as we're right as we were going to record, um, there's some stories about uh, Trevor Bauer being uh, investigated by baseball um, because his some some of the balls that he was throwing, um, <coughs> excuse me, had a sticky substance on them, 
uh, and had markings. So uh, I don't know if that could turn into something, but uh, that could affect uh, his uh, his performance this year if this, if this becomes a thing. So um, I'm going to take the under as well, Jack. I don't um, just – I don't know. Just it's, It seems like it's so hard to get like 18 wins uh, as a starting pitcher these days in uh, in baseball and – the, the Dodgers bullpen, I don't know if Kenley Jansen is going to be the closer for the whole season. So, um, yeah, I can see maybe the, the bullpen maybe blowing some of those games. So I'm taking the uh, the under there. All right, excellent. Um, we also have Bauer and Mets Twitter uh, pitchers Twitter beef. So ba- Trevor Bauer and the Mets pitchers are kind of always uh, jawing at each other on Twitter. Uh, the over-under for that is 1.5. I'm going to take the over on that one, Jeremy. I think there's going to be at least two more Twitter beefs between Trevor Bauer and Noah Syndergaard or Marcus Stroman or somebody. Yeah, that's true. And I, do you do you want to make this? Do you want to make the tough call of limiting it to only Mets pitchers? Like, <laughs> yeah, because well, because there's going to be Twitter beefs with, with somebody for sure. I would say yeah, Mets pitchers, just because that's more specific. Okay, okay, that's fair. In that case, then I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take okay. the under. Uh, you know, uh, it's probably I'm, it's probably going to be over. But uh, just to make it interesting, I'm taking the under, and I actually hope it's over because. Uh, I don't know. It's just a, a shit show when 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 that happens. When when you know when when there's a, a beef, any kind, Twitter, whatever, and you don't like either of the person, either of the people, uh, all you have to do is sit back and enjoy them tear each other apart. So um, <laughs> so yeah, I hope it's over. But I'm taking the under just to make it interesting. Perfect. Um, league leader and home run total. This is an interesting one. Over under forty two point five. Uh, I'm going to take the over on it um i mean but i don't think it's going to be much more over than that i am going to take i think maybe the league leader will have 43 or 44 but i don't think anybody's going to hit 50 this year they say that the ball is not juiced this year Mm -hmm. so i could i could definitely see the league leader only having about 43 home runs but i will take the over on it okay all right yeah 42 i was i wasn't sure if that was too low um but uh you go back and jack what was the year that they said that the the ball was like kind of more dead than recent years. Was it well, 2011? 2011. It was 2014. I think it was more dead. Uh, I, I think there was only one guy who hit 40. I mean, that was Nelson Cruz. Um, I don't know yeah. if anybody hit 40. He might've only had 39. Uh, but there, like, I yeah. looked at some recent years of league leaders uh, just to kind of get an idea. And like, yeah, Nelson Cruz led the league one year with 40 homers. Can't remember what year it was in, in 2011. Uh, Jose Batista led the league with 43 homers and Granderson, Chris Granderson had 41 homers and then no one else hit, hit over 40. So if the ball is truly that dead, um, I think 42 and a half is a pretty, you know, apt number. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It seems like there's, it seems like people aren't having trouble hitting homers so far this year. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, you know, who knows if it's true or not. Um, uh, it's that's a tough one to take the under on. It's such a low number, so I I kind of want I I kind of have to take the uh, the over on that one as well. Okay, okay, I like it. Um, uh, okay, last one for the general league stuff. This is a fun one, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Cardinals way incidents. Um, yeah. we've already had one this year, which is why I I, I picked it. Um, the over under on it is one point five. So uh, I think which one is that, Jack? Oh, did okay. So, um, did you see the the play where Castellanos cursed out the the Mets really uh, the Cardinals relief pitcher? Did you see this? Yes. Yeah. 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 True, that was true. that was yeah that was bullshit. Um, you know, for those of you who didn't see it, Castellanos got hit by a pitch. Um, you know, and he got put on base. Eventually, he made his way to third base. Uh, the relief pitcher who hit him 
threw a wild pitch and Castellanos scored. Like he slid into the uh, he slid into home plate right as the the pitcher who hit hit him was trying to tag him. Uh, Castellanos was safe. He uh, he got in the relief pitcher's face. And like, I don't know what he said to him, but it probably wasn't, you know, wasn't it was, nice. It was just he like just, a WWF like side of thing. He was like, like, like that, like right in his face. And, uh, it was kind of awesome, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and it was like totally him getting his. Yeah. Uh, and then Yadier Molina like grabbed him in the back of the neck or like tried to get him. And then, you know, they were separated. And then the Cardinals pitcher was like talking a bunch of shit too. And, you know, it's yeah, real easy for you to talk shit, buddy, when you've got your whole team holding, holding everybody back. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of an awesome thing that Castellanos did, but like, you know, why is Yadier Molina fucking getting involved in this? It's like, fuck you, dude. Well, it was kind of funny because when it first, when he first got hit, uh, Yadi was like trying to like play peacemaker. And then when, when Castellanos did that, he's like, he was like, what the fuck, man? Like we, we, I thought we just settled this, you know, Jack, that one is like, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll jump at any chance to 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 shit on the Cardinals. That one is like, I mean, that one's a little bit on Castellanos. I got to say he was pretty like bold, like to get right in his face like that. But whenever you have Yadier Molina in the middle of something, either, especially when he's like the good guy, one minute and the bad guy, the second minute, I, I suppose that falls into the, the Cardinals way a little bit. <laughs> um, I'll say that like Castellanos certainly had to, had to share some of the blame on that one. So, um, yeah, that's a tough one, Jack. Um, I'm going to take the under on that one just okay. because, you know, it's so rare that these things happen, like even like on a good year, that there's like two like brawls or something. Uh, but um, but yeah, so I'll take the, I'm going to take the under on that one. All right. Well, let, let's hope no one runs across Miles Michaelis's mound this right. year. Well, he's going to oh. have to get on the mound first before he can run <laughs> over it. So. Uh, that guy's a bum. Jack, uh, programming note, like, I didn't really have too much for the rookies. You know, I try to throw some rookie stuff out there. We've we've done, like, Yachty. Uh, we've done um, Jordan Alvarez. We've done Vlad. Uh, honestly, this year, I'm not I'm not too – there's no, like, one singular rookie that's really tearing things up. So, like, I, you know, Jared Kalanick, um, you know, Wander Franco. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily have anything for for those guys. So we can we can just jump to the pod stuff. All right, sure, sounds good. So pod related, this is the what you've all been waiting for. So Jeremy's celebrity run-ins over under point five. He's already had two. He's already run into Chris Bryan and Chris Chelios. Yeah. Um, we should do Jeremy's celebrity Chris run-ins. But um, yeah, yeah Jer- celebrity run-ins for Jeremy over under point five. That's got to be the over for that one. It's gonna happen again. Well, I mean, I already kind of uh, previewed. Uh, you know, like we know now that Chris Bryan is a regular at this at this card shop and. God help you all if you Google this card shop and, and travel to Chicago just to bump into Chris Bryant. It's not going to happen for you. I live a block away from it. I have the better odds. I was there <laughs> first. I'm the bigger Cubs fan. Leave him, leave him alone. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, that could, that seems likely. Uh, I hope it's over too, Jack. I mean, <laughs> you would be a fool to take the under at this point with, with yes. the way I'm riding. Um, so, uh, so I'm going to take the over on that one as well. And, uh, I, I promise to not, uh, do anything like, I'm not going to like, you know, uh, go down. Like, I'm not going to be in the upper deck and see like, you know, Vince Vaughn and then sneak down to the, the front section and say like, Hey Vince, you know, uh, buy me a beer or something. Um, you know, I won't, I won't make it happen, but if it happens organically, um, you gotta, you gotta think that, that, that we're going to have one more so far. The season is young. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy, does Tom Ricketts count as a celebrity? No. No, I was going to say no. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. 
full stop. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, rain delay theater games attended uh, over under at 9.5. Oh. Jeremy, I'm going to be optimistic. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, God, 10 is so many, though. Um, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say we're going to go to 11 games this year. I mean, shit, like, I don't, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to be under on this one, and, like, yeah. last, Jack, we did this last year, and it was 0.5, right? Or was it 1.5? I can't remember. Uh, it might have been, might have been 0.5, yeah. Yeah, and it's, Would you know, we or would we not go to one game? Yeah, and technicality uh, about <laughs> sitting outside for it. Um, and I'm wondering what we normally go to on a good year. It's got to be over 10, uh, like, on a, on a good year, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I would say more like 15 probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel like we go to at least two two a month, and that that right there is, is 12, and a lot of times it's more than that. So um, we are going to get a, a slow start because um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for like, a, you know, a, a early to mid-May, um, an early-ish, like first, second week of May, I'm, I'm aiming for like for our first game, Jack. So um, we're going to get a little slow, uh, late start, but, um, I'm going to take the over on this one as well. It's got to happen. I, we're going to, we're, we're pumped. We're primed to go to a game. It's going to, it's going to be good this year. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I will be fully vaccinated as of April 26th. Yeah, um, so awesome. I'm look, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Okay. Um, times Jack eats at a game over under at 1.5. I'm going to pick the over on this one, motherfucker. I'm going to eat like at least <laughs> I'm going to eat at least two times at a game this year. All right. Well, there you go. I couldn't like, you know, time is fucked up. We did this one at some point. I think we, we must have done it in the 2019 season and we yeah. put it at 0.5. Did you go? I don't even remember if you went over. Well, zero. Uh, if it was 0.5, I think I think we man. went over. Man, I, I might have eaten at one game, and I think we uh, you, we, we laughed about it. I can't remember what I ate, though. Was that, did I eat a hot dog or something? I, did you eat a hot dog at the South Bend Cubs game? Yes, yes, yes. I ate okay. at the South Bend Cubs game. Nice. Okay, <laughs> yes. it's fun. It's Actually, it's kind of pathetic that we, were, we both remember uh, the specificity of that. But, um, yes, well, I did eat that one. All right. Yeah, I hope uh, you eat at the uh, South Bend Cubs game this year. A- Jack, absolutely. Jack, speaking of eating at games and, and, and minor leagues, uh, I was looking – I, I'm on the Kane County Cougars may email list for some reason. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, well, you know, for, for fair reason, although they are independent ball now. Um, so it's going to be yep. a real tough ask for us to get out to a Kane County Cougars game with independent. They were like announcing like the guys who they signed. And I'm like, man, I just don't know any of these fucking guys at all. Um, but, uh, they have a list of promotions and Jack on Sunday, June 6th, they're having something called it, – it doesn't even say night. It just says Atomic Pork Chops. Hmm. So I don't know if that is a, a food thing or a band or like a group. <laughs> like if they're like guys who like jump through flaming hoops on, on motorbikes. I have no fucking idea what Atomic Pork Chops <laughs> is. But um, if we go to it and it's food, I'm going to – I'm you know, maybe you'll get an Atomic Pork Chop. I don't know. I, I Jeremy, I almost – I want to go, uh, but w- w- yes. like we, we won't do research into what yes. Atomic Pork Chops is. Yes. I was fun. thinking the same thing, Jack. June, Sunday, June 6th. I, uh, you know, if you're working that day, put in your notice, Jack, because we have to go to the King County Cougars game and see Atomic Pork Chops. Yeah, Jeremy, in my uh, – you know, and for, for work, if I want to request a day off, you know, they'll, they'll ask you what, uh, what day do you need off, and then it says reason. So yep. just for, for reason, I'll just put Atomic Pork Chops um, <laughs> and let them figure it out. Yeah, uh, I like it. Perfect. Okay, last one is so, previous characters uh, seen at games. So when we yeah. go to games, will we run mm-hmm. into any of the uh, any of the old Rain Delay Theater characters? 
that you've come to know and love. You know, we're thinking people like Sam Eagle, the the beer vendor, yeah. uh, Mai Tai guy, uh, that that one classic White Sox guy who told us how terrible the guys who operated tanks in the war, uh, like what life was like for them. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. I think that was also at the um, the Jimmy Jimmy Can Can guy, right? But he was, he was <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Can Can guy. Yeah, absolutely. Guy, I don't know yeah. why. But I've been thinking about that classic White Sox guy for a while. He, he was just like, classic yeah, the, he, just randomly, this fucking old guy behind us, he was like, yeah, man, like, those guys, like, they really, like, have to deal with a lot of shit. Like, they, you know, <laughs> like, they get their legs blown off and stuff. It was like, and then that was all he said to us. Um, <laughs> he was gone. He never yeah. came back. He was there for, like, a half inning. <laughs> That's right. We called him classic White Sox guy, right? <laughs> Oh, that's oh my good. God. I want to say I want to say uh, over for this one too. Um, we're definitely going to run into, especially since it's just going to be like the junkies at these games this year yes, until yeah. until everybody gets vaccinated. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot. This, the pool of people is smaller, so we're, we're going to run into some some repeats for sure. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Jack. Fuck, man. I mean, like, I don't want to take the. I was going to take the under just because I'm going to take the under, Jack. But again, I. I you know, Lord willing, we run into three of these guys. I mean, maybe we'll go, go up to Milwaukee and see the eager, eager leaner again. You know? Oh God, that would be amazing. He, he never did get to go on that baseball trip. I bet, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, probably not. Probably no. not. Even, even as he was saying that pre COVID COVID wasn't even a glint <laughs> in our eye. And we were like, you're not fucking doing that. You goof. Um, so, so yeah. Or he like got out to Pittsburgh and is stranded out there and just like, lives there now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the song Lodi by uh, by Creams Clearwater. Oh Lord, stuck in a Lodi again. Um, this guy's stuck in Pittsburgh, like like being a gas station attendant or something. Um, oh, so, Jesus. That's God willing, God willing, we see uh, you know uh, three of these guys. We might even see two and a half of the guys. You know, uh, but um, yeah, but I'm taking the under just, uh, or I'm taking the under just uh, just for betting sake. But I'm hoping for the for the over. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, that is, uh, we did it. We got through all these, uh, uh, all these, all these over unders here, and I think that's going to do it for this week, huh? Yeah, I think so, Jack. I, you know, uh, programming. I don't know if I actually said. Did I say over on the times Jack eats at a game? Uh, uh, one and a half. I don't know, he, but we got it in there. I'm saying the over just uh, for the record, but uh, I'm not sure so if I both, said it out loud. Both have the over. The pressure's on me to eat twice at a game this year. So we'll see. Yes. We'll see if I get those atomic pork chops. Okay, cool. For not uh, uh, Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later.